Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charnout, leading the next generation of football fans live on YouTube and for the last time, Twitch with the Landry Football Network. Before we start, I'd like to thank Chris Landry and all the people over at the Landry Football Network for giving me a chance when I first started this show, and I appreciate them for that. Now, with that being said, we have a great last show lined up for today. We'll be joined with YouTuber Urinating Tree to get his predictions on some of the games from today. And now, let's get right into it with our predictions, since obviously there was no Thursday Night Football game from this week to talk about. So, let's get into it with our predictions for the Week 6 games of the NFL season. And let's get our guest in there. He is one of the best and funniest YouTubers out there. Please welcome Urinating Tree. Tree, what's up? How are you? Not doing too bad, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. Yeah, of course. So let's start off. Great week six games. The Houston Texans will take on the Tennessee Titans. The Titans obliterated the Bills last week, and the Texans did beat the Jaguars. So obviously, those are very different wins. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the Bills are obviously significantly better than the Jaguars are, but the Titans looked very impressive. And the Texans, they looked filled with life, though, after this game, after they fired Bill O'Brien. I think the Titans are just a significantly better team than the Texans are, and they're red hot, so I'm going to take the Titans to win this game. Who do you have and why? I say so, too. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. I like Deshaun Watson. I always have. I mean, the main thing with him is he's going to help uh, build the team towards, you know, some sort of momentum, especially towards the end. But with the way the Titans have been playing, like – They've surprised me. I just couldn't shake the feeling earlier in the year that I felt like their run last year was punching above their weight limit. So I kind of had the feeling, you know, nine and seven, eight and eight, maybe yeah. mostly nine and seven. They made Buffalo look like a bunch of amateurs. Like they made them look like they were back in 2016 form. So with the way Derrick Henry's like literally taking the souls out of old veteran cornerbacks or, you know, Ryan Tannehill still roaming the rock, their defense has been really strong. They're, I mean, well-organized, well-coached. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that of Mike Rabel, but right. I mean, it's been pretty good in that regard. So as much as the Texans feel much more relaxed since O'Brien's gone, I'm still taking the Titans here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I before I did my early predictions, I had the Titans going somewhere. I think I had them nine and seven, somewhere between seven, seven and nine. Oh, and nine easily and seven. nine and seven. Yeah, yeah. It has to be nine and seven. Nine and seven is their fate. Same yeah. record for the past four years, right? <laughs> Every single year, it's nine and seven. But this year, I think. I mean, unless something happens, something crazy happens, where someone goes down, they probably will break nine and seven. If I were to guess, I mean, they're mm-hmm. the, if the if the season were to end today, I think they're the one seed, which yeah. is it'd, it'd be peak twenty twenty. The Titans. Not going nine and seven. The Cleveland Browns being good. That's and everything going to shit. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it works. So (laughs) I got the Titans. You got the Titans. Let's move on. This is another game where I think that we'll probably have the same prediction when the Baltimore Ravens go to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And the Eagles are going to host limited fans in the stadium today. And I'm sure the Ravens are filled with joy that they get to see Philadelphia fans again because aren't they the best people in the world? Philadelphia is going to be relentless. (laughs) Philly has looked like shit in the past couple weeks. Yeah, they really are. I'm just sitting there like, I mean, they almost pulled it out against Pittsburgh, but. Like I, 
I don't know. It's just yeah. Carson Wentz, and it's pretty much that. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like the game was – even though they was it was relatively close at a point, it didn't really feel like the Eagles had any hopes of winning that game. They anyway. had a chance, but the problem was they couldn't do anything on their final drive. They, right. Like they should have gone for it instead of trying to kick a field goal because even if you did, you were up by one, you have three minutes left, the Steelers were wrecking you on offense all day. Mapletron, baby. Mapletron, right. the future of the Steelers football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Eagles defense is still awful. And I mean, yeah, they're just wrecked. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, and the, I think the Ravens, I mean, we saw them against the Bengals last week. Obviously, the Bengals aren't good, but they, um, they tore them apart piece mm-hmm. by piece on both offense and defense. And I think the Ravens defense is going to make this Eagles offense miserable. I, I can't see, I, I mean, this I mean, Carson Wentz, like, I, I'm a huge fan of Carson Wentz. I loved Carson Wentz coming into this year. I thought he was he was breaking top five, possibly, depending on just looking at what he did last year with nobody. But now it's just he could be – he's bottom ten, could be even bottom five with how he's I, playing. I think it's more with his form and confidence. I don't think it's anything related to his abilities, per se. I mean, his best options are Zach Ertz and one week of Travis Fulgham. Right. So there's nothing really around him. His offensive line's been wrecked. I mean, he's lost Dillard. He's lost Brandon Brooks. Uh, Jason Peters is out again. Lane Johnson's been dealing with injuries. The only guy that's really left is Jason Kelsey, and he's been talking about retirement the past couple of years. Yeah. So I mean, there's nothing left for him. Yeah, Jason Kelsey, the most hyped player in the entire NFL. I mean, that Eagles that Eagles Super Bowl speech was ridiculous. That was so much fun <laughs> to listen to. That was great. All his, and all his jewelry and gear and whatever that was that was fun but the eagles are still living off their super bowl high they're still on their super bowl yeah. hangover it's the 1985 like yeah the bears <laughs> exactly be, unfortunately yeah but I, I mean i got the ravens winning this game i think, Same I think here, the ravens. yeah yeah absolutely so now moving on the now dan quinless atlanta falcons take on kirk cousins and the minnesota vikings and i think to an extent dan quinn was absolutely a huge problem for this team yeah especially was, on the offense but like, it was a oh sorry go ahead yeah, no, but I think they'll obviously end up being a lot better off without him. But Raheem Morris is still the defensive coordinator, and that defense has been the main problem here. I mean, they've been terrible. I, like, I can't, I, I really can't see them. You can blame the coach to an extent, but it's also the players. Like, you, the players aren't playing well. I, I can't, I, like, the Vikings are, they can score, right? Like, the Vikings can score points. We saw them score against that Seahawks secondary without Jamal Adams. I think that's similar to the Falcons secondary without with with everybody healthy because they're just really just that awful. I I am going to take the Vikings to win this game even though I mean they're missing Dalvin Cook, but certainly Alexander Madison is a great replacement for Dalvin Cook. Um you have to blame you can blame the coaching to an extent, right? You can't blame them for lack of production. You can blame them you can blame Dan Quinn for the offense, but that defense is still awful and Raheem Morris is now their interim head coach. He's still He's still also technically managing that defense. So I, I I think the Falcons are going to be just as bad on defense as they were before. What do you think? Their secondary is atrocious. Like the only secondary that's about as bad as the Falcons have been are the Vikings. So this is going to be an offensive shootout. Uh, Matt Ryan, I feel like, is trying way too hard to really push the team. And it cost them last week because, you know, he tried to force a pass in the end zone, caused the interception. And that's what related to their sort of issues. I mean, Dan Quinn had to go last year. Same. They have to do a deep clean. It's mostly because they've never really recovered from 28 to three. You see it from, you know, blowing double digit 15 point leads with five minutes left in the fourth quarter in consecutive weeks. Like teams with the talent that the Falcons have, they can't do that. It's not a thing where it just comes into not a culture thing, but it feels like I don't know how to really describe it. It's just like they're still stuck. And the only way you can do that is if you just like just wash everything away. You have to blow it up. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't know if Dan Quinn was still calling plays on defense or not. So maybe that may help, but they were still going soft zone for a lot of the things and they can't cover running backs and tight ends. So, yeah, no. yeah, completely I mean, agree. But the Vikings, they've been a huge disappointment to me. I expected them to be deep in a playoff push, but they've been just atrocious defensively. And, and that's been their calling card. They've had a bunch of questionable calls, like, you know, the fourth and one, 
the fourth and inches, like run up the gut. Like, why would you do that? Just, just do a rollout play or like a, um, like a, like an option. Like very jetsy. It's very jetsy play call. to do. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can blame it on Madison because like he was, had a real tunnel vision. And if he cut outside the tackle, he probably would have had a first down. Like I get why they did it, you know, go for the kill. You don't want to give Russell Wilson time. Even if you're up by eight, you don't want to give him that chance, but they did it all wrong. Yeah. And no, that's was, why I, that, I, the logic was sound. The execution was putrid. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, I just think like with the, it, it comes down to in this game, what team is going to have a worse defense and what team, because I mean, both these will, I think they'll probably score points. Obviously. I mean, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson are both mm-hmm. great receivers. And no matter how bad Kirk cousins is, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him, I think he'll, he's, he'll be able to find them. He's not bad enough to not be able to find them where he needs to. I mean, Adam Thielen had two touchdowns last week and that killed me in fantasy, but it's okay. But either way, I think they don't, those two should be enough to destroy the Falcon secondary. Um, AJ Terrell, he's young. He's still, you know, not great yet. I mean, he, I mean, we've seen him in and out of whatever. Um, yeah. I'm going to take the Vikings to win this week. Do you, you have the Vikings to for? I'm trying to think. Like, cause this I think is a this hard is going to be an offensive shootout. Yeah. I mean, this is like more of a tank bowl, if anything, at this point. Yeah. So the Falcons, I mean, they're done. Yeah. The Vikings, dude, if they lose, they're probably done. But I'm going to say Vikings in a last-second victory. Yeah, so I, I want to ask you about this with the Falcons. So did you hear um, that the owner, Arthur Blank, I think his name is, um, mm-hmm. he did not – he said he's not. they're not committing to Matt Ryan as the future quarterback yep. in this team. I don't blame him. I mean, yeah. as I said, like, I think they're at the point where they have to blow it up. You have to. And it's like I, I said this last year. Because it's like them going on that winning streak was the worst thing that could have happened to them because they're going to think, oh, maybe we have another year where we can keep the tide rolling, not change anything. Like the only real like good thing out of Atlanta this year has been Todd Gurley. He seems yeah. like he's completely revived. But at this point, I'd consider trading him. That's and, and Todd Gurley was the last thing I expected to be good this yeah, exactly. year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have that arthritic knee. You, I mean, I didn't think he was going to be the same, but. I mean, he looks good. <laughs> he looks great. It's just a matter of whether he can hold up or not. Because we mm-hmm. know we know he's talented. We know what he oh, can yeah, do. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, and, and it's just a matter of how much that knee's going to hold up. Because, I mean, and there hasn't been a, it hasn't been a problem yet, but we're, what, five weeks into the season? Yeah. And that's like he's played five games, and he's been, yes, carrying the workload, but they can really spread the wealth among their receivers. And, I mean, they've been using Brian Hill a nice amount. They've been mm-hmm. using him a lot more than I thought they would. Um, but Todd Gurley, I mean, if he holds up the rest of the year, he could be – in that conversation for top seven running backs, maybe even higher, top, depending on top 10. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, because at one point, I mean, he was probably the best running back in the league at, when he was in LA mm-hmm. I mean, or yeah, I wasn't, I think, yeah, he was in LA. Yeah, I don't know Rams. if it was St. Louis then or whatever, but I think it was the Rams at that point. Um, yeah. Either way, I, I'm going to take, I think the Falcons should move off of Matt Ryan also because there's, you're, it feels like they're holding on to that, that mm. Super Bowl, that Super oh, Bowl season. Yeah. Versus, I mean, you paid him all this money. That MVP, Matt Ryan, that is not it. That's not him anymore. I still think he's pretty good, but it's like it would be like if the Chargers held on to Philip Rivers for another year yeah. because you're just holding on to that hope that maybe he'll do something. And the Chargers admitted that you know this he's not the guy anymore. He's getting mm-hmm. old. They moved him. They brought in this young kid, and now Justin Herbert's amazing. Now they're now they look like they have a much brighter future with all this young talent than they did. With Philip Rivers, they didn't even feel like contenders with Philip Rivers. Even when they were in the playoffs, they didn't feel like contenders in the slightest when Philip Rivers was the mm-hmm. quarterback of that team. You didn't feel like they could go out and beat the Patriots. You didn't think they could go out and beat the Chiefs or the Ravens. Ooh. That just wasn't like, that just wasn't something that could happen. Like that, I mean, they, I think I remember they did beat the Ravens, right? That was the year that Lamar choked the <laughs> choked the playoffs. Yeah, game. oh yeah, that was um first game because like the Chargers just zoned up, made him force yeah. the pass, and just he couldn't do it. Yeah, and everyone was like, I was watching. I remember I was like, bring in Flacco. Like, what are you doing? And now the Jets are like, please take out Flacco. Don't let him play anymore. But it will, we'll keep you around for the Jets game. We'll talk about that in a little oh, bit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But let's move on. So the Indianapolis Colts will take on the Cincinnati Bengals. And like we said, I think Philip Rivers is washed and he's throwing a ton of interceptions and bad ones at that. It's mm-hmm. not even like, it's not like good defensive plays. He's throwing really bad interceptions. Joe Burrow has been fantastic through five weeks of the season, and he should have 
more than just a win under his belt because it's a lot of, I mean, they get, they're getting killed by, they got killed by the Ravens. They weren't winning that game and their defense sucks along with a, a missed kick that they should have won that game against the Chargers. But from what we've seen, Joe Burrow has struggled against good defenses. That that's from that's from what we've seen. We don't know, like that. That's I mean, the Colts have a good defense, one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. But they'll be missing Darius Leonard today, which is at which is huge yeah. because Darius Leonard is so ridiculously talented. He's a cornerstone on this defense, and he's and I mean, we saw last week what happened when they didn't have him. They lost to the Browns. They got killed by they. they it, that game didn't feel the Browns. It felt like they were just rolling over them on offense. Uh, uh, but they're also missing their starting center, Anthony Costanzo. We saw them lose to the Browns without these guys, and I think the Bengals are going to pull off the upset against the really? Colts this week. I do. I, I I don't love the Bengals' defense, obviously, but the, the Colts' offense isn't that good either. I think Jonathan Taylor's going to have a great game. I think this is the game where he finally finds the end zone maybe twice. Um, but I, I, like Joe Bur- I like Joe Burrow in this game. I think he, the, you're bouncing back. It's a well-coached team. Zach Taylor, from obviously, he's a great coach. I mean, it's a well-coached team, a young quarterback that was just embarrassed last week. So I, I think that they bounce back, and I think they do take down the Colts and pull off the upset. I would say, like, if the Colts are going to lose this game, it's going to be on Phillip Rivers. He's going to have to throw some really bad picks for it to happen. Even without Darius Leonard, I still like that Colts secondary. I still like the Colts defense. And the main thing with the Bengals is just – are you going to gain any traction with Joe Mixon? He's going to be the key to their offense. I mean, wide receiver wise, AJ Green just—he just is not the same, right. and it's sad to see. I mean, you saw it in that interception. It's just like it's either he doesn't care, or it's just like the injury still kind of lingering with him, and he doesn't yeah. have that game-breaking ability that he once had. So, if Burrow can allow, or the Bengals can allow Joe Mixon to really, you know, get into his groove like he did against Jacksonville, I think the Bengals have a chance. But for the most part, I still am going to say the Colts. It'll be closer than most expect, but I'm still going Indianapolis here. All right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tree, if if I remember correctly, you're a Steelers fan, right? Yes. So let's talk about that again because the Steelers have opened up 4-0, but I'm slightly concerned with the Steelers about the Mm -hmm. teams they've beaten because – they have a combined record of three fifteen and one. That's that's the Browns actually look like a good football team, which is the most twenty twenty sentence I think I've ever oh, said. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, just, but but they are four and one. Uh, I'm worried. I'm, I mean, I'm worried about what I've seen from the Steelers. I after we saw the Eagles for the most part pass all over that defense, which is supposed to be that mm-hmm. main thing that that that's going to win them games. But instead, it was the offense that's been so good. Um, uh, my prediction first let's get your thoughts on this game because i have what do you think is going to happen and are you worried about the steelers lackluster resume heading into this week i've been seeing the same thing i've been noticing at least for the past couple of weeks they do look a bit fraudulent or as the cool kids say sus yeah i think if you play <laughs> among us but um they they have issues i mean the offense is very hit or miss I mean, they do look better under Ben, but the defense has been very iffy. I mean, Minka has had his issues in the passing game. Um, Like, you know, the defense is very hit or miss in terms of their pass coverage and blitzing. Um, I mean, that that Philly game should not have been close. No, nowhere near it. I mean, Philly should not have had the chance to win. The Giants were really close to winning, if you remember correctly. They were. If Daniel Jones does not throw a pick in the end zone, they may win. The Broncos, like, that was really close because they were battered, man. Yeah. And they they almost won. Like, the problem is the offense gets way too conservative. It's bad play calling. They like As I said, it's more of a trope, but they play down to competition. And this has been an issue since Cower was around. This is not like a Tomlin thing or anything like that. You're just getting used to it. Like, they don't really finish off teams or, like, punch above their weight or like not not that but like they don't you know beat up the people they're supposed to and that's the issue with the Steelers and Cleveland's going to be the first big test they look legit I had them going to the playoffs this year because they have legit coaching but that's because like you know you don't have you know a guy who's completely out of his element you have better pieces in the offensive line you better pieces on defense 
you have a good pass catching tight end in Austin Hooper. Odell Beckham's back to his game breaking form. I mean, you have probably the best running back tandem when Nick Chubb's healthy. So I hate to say it, but I think I'm going to go Cleveland here. So am I. That's why I mean, we're not getting another four touchdown day out of Chase Claypool. I'm mad that the Jets didn't get him, but I I think he's very talented. We're not getting another four touchdown day out of him. You're missing Deontay Johnson again. Mm-hmm. Um, Juju obviously didn't do that much last week purely because Claypool got all those. Uh, yeah. He got every single catch that was within whatever of him. But I I have to get I have to give it to Cleveland. I I do because everything my my everything that's my instincts is telling me to go Cleveland because. I look at the Steelers. It's all. I look at the Steelers games, and you look. You can't look at the record, right? Because people are saying it's it's similar to the Bears, except people like bashing the Bears a lot more than, than they bash the Steelers. Oh, yeah. Bears. They haven't beat before they beat Tampa. They hadn't really beaten any great teams. Oh no, no, not at all. Right. So it and they won ugly. Right. Right. So and, and I think that's very similar to the Steelers. I mean, right, like you said, almost lost to the Giants if Daniel Jones doesn't throw that pick in the end zone. Almost lost to the Broncos with. I think that was Driss. That was yeah, Driscoll yeah, was playing quarterback for, after he yeah. went out. After mm-hmm. Locke went out, and like that, it's that. Th- and then the Eagles obviously are just whatever. Like any other year, I'd say, all right, the Eagles win's impressive, but the Eagles just aren't good this year. That's yep. that's the reality of it. So I'm gonna give it to Cleveland here, and I think that it could be close. But I, I think the Browns are absolutely. They're gonna cover. I think the spread is. I don't know what the spread is, but it, it was way too much for. It was way too much towards the Steelers. Um, but it, I'm, I'm going to get, yeah, like I said, uh, Odell is back to looking similar to how he was, um, a couple of years ago in New York, the closest thing to what the closest thing to the way he played in New York has been the way he's played the last couple of weeks. Um, Kareem Hunt is a obviously great replacement for Nick Chubb. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's honestly more useful in the passing game than Chubb is, but it's always nice to have both of them. Um, I think this could be a game where Jarvis Landry comes out and plays well uh i think no one's really expecting him but the steelers aren't great against slot receivers that um mm-hmm. so i i think that uh i'm gonna, the browns and the browns defense i mean miles garrett's obviously ridiculous he's fantastic uh, it's um, gonna be that grudge match too with yeah the, uh, right, right. yeah that was that's an interesting situation uh, yeah. <laughs> and then both of them are like we're not worried about it tomlin and garrett are both like we're not we're okay we're not worrying about it we're worried about the game but in reality like you're that, that this is a revenge game between oh, yeah. between them especially when, i mean freddie kitchens isn't there he was also kind of stirring the pot a little oh, bit he, oh he stirred that easily like yeah, you said that was... started it's like uh but you sure as shit didn't finish it right for sure <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but yeah i'm gonna take cleveland you take cleveland um let's move on the detroit lions they play against the jacksonville jaguars mm-hmm. and this is not an exciting game in the slightest it's I'm a tangle. Gonna... yeah i mean it's probably gonna be high scoring because of how bad these deep both these oh, yeah. are mm-hmm. I, I so i'm starting gardner Minshew, and the person i'm playing against is starting uh, matt stafford because i have russ i have russ on a buy puts up tons of fantasy points that's I'm, always I'm, yeah. really good for yeah. this point <laughs> so wait i want to ask you about this so do you think that the lions if they're in a situation with a relatively high pick this year which i think they will be do you think they go and look at a quarterback in the draft i don't know um i mean i like stafford so do I. I mean, I feel like I mean he'll probably do better once he leaves. Yeah. But he's had a situation where it's like, okay, I think what they really need to do is overhaul like the team culture. Like imitating the Patriots is not working. It doesn't work for anybody. Of course not. I mean, the only thing you can make the argument for is the Titans, but that's more by proxy. Sure. I mean, the Texans, it hasn't worked. Lions hasn't worked. You have a couple other teams that have tried it, like the Trump Giants. The, Gi- the Giants, Giants aren't trying it. Like, I mean, what people fail to realize is that you can't be a more aggressive version of Belichick. Belichick isn't harsh on like the media. He's just, you know, just aloof. Right. That's always been his personality. Like, he's not hard on anybody. He doesn't really throw star players under the bus. He's just like, okay, we can do it without you. Go. He's not. I mean, he's more subtle about it. Like, guys like O'Brien and Patricia, they're really open. Like, you know, you hear stories about Darius Slay and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins being compared to Aaron Hernandez. Like, the only way you can get away with that shit is if you win. Right. The problem is, like, Matt Patricia is supposed to be this defensive guru, yet if he saw his defense in 2017, it was horrible. Right, right. And then, yeah, I mean, you can see his defense now. Like, nobody's tackling. Nobody's really covering properly. It's, It's a mess. Yeah, it, it's 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 
here's the here's the thing. So when Bill Belichick goes out and talks to the media, right? Mm-hmm. He looks like a he, he looks like he's just giving them nothing, right? He yeah, it, yeah, he does. It's a sort of a poker face and a combination right. of he spent like probably hours in the film room and doesn't really give a shit. Right, and then when Matt Patricia talks to the media, it, he just sounds like an idiot trying mm-hmm. to talk like that. Yeah, he, he deflects. He does a lot of finger pointing, and you know the whole thing about you know the posture. It's like, dude, come on. Or or how they were, how he had a lot of fixing up to do before he when he got to Detroit. He really didn't. I mean, of he, Jim, Jim Caldwell. He had a winning record, I think, his last year. Remember Detroit. what Bob? Um, I think it's Bob Quinn's their GM. He said nine and seven is in, isn't acceptable. He has as many wins in like four seasons as Jim Caldwell did in about a year and a half. It's I don't, the Lions are just it's laughable. Mm-hmm. It's just like how do you? Well, you, the you Lions have, are just they're a bad franchise. They're poorly run. The Fords they have been talent. That team like shit. They do. That's the thing. Like DeAndre Swift looks good. Carry on Johnson looks good. Kenny Galladay is really good. Even Marvin Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkinson, these are talented. These are very talented players. Mm-hmm. And with Stafford, a guy like Stafford, who's he's listen, he's not gonna win you a Super Bowl, but he's consistent enough to make this team good. He's the best so, quarterback they've ever had. Obviously, yeah, easily. Like there's it's there's like no you have him game. in the 90s, maybe the Lions go somewhere. Sure. Have him now, he's just uh, he's whatever. It's 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 not him. It's I mean, and this defense is just they it the team feels not only like bad, they just they feel undisciplined on defense. They they no. feel it feels like a lot of play. No one wants to go there, and and, and well, the, the Lions, only people that go there are like former Patriots that get thrown a lot of money. Right, like Trey Flowers, he got thrown a lot of Jamie, money. Jamie Collins, nothing. Jamie Collins, he's been thrown a lot of money. He's done nothing. Danny Shelton, he's been thrown a lot of money. I mean Jeff Okuda, I mean. Maybe he didn't, didn't have an option. Didn't have an option. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, I feel bad for Jeff Okuda. He didn't have an option. He could have gone. Mm-hmm. If he had just fallen one more spot, if the Lions were just like, you know what, we need a defensive lineman, and they took Derek Brown, you know, Jeff Okuda would have a much brighter future in the NFL than he does now. Because, yeah. I mean, they drove they drove Darius Slay out of town. Now he's yeah. thriving a little bit, I guess, on the Eagles. He's playing well. I mean, we just know he's a talented player. We he, didn't really, Slay, baby. he didn't really need to prove himself in any way i mean we knew we know what he's worth we know how he is it's hard as a corner like the thing the recent corners don't get like a lot of interceptions or they don't pad stats is because nobody throws them no one throws to no one throws their way you, if, if you're that good of a corner you're not going to get a lot of targets mm-hmm. uh, the steelers are like that with steven nelson i thought right. i find him to be one of the most underrated corners in the league I, and I, the one I thing i noticed about him i don't notice him and that's a great thing for a cornerback because that means you're doing oh, your job. Yeah, as as a Jets fan, I mean, I keep bringing him back. Uh, you're a Jets Pierre, fan? Oh, God, dude, I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, Pierre, yeah, it's awful. It's awful. But Pierre Desir, uh, we see his name every single oh, yeah. play. I mean, dude, Brett Rippon just threw to him all the just, time. He, he literally threw it at Pierre Desir, like in his hands. that He threw it to him. And he, Jerry Judy was like, no, thank He's you. Like, no, nope, Moss. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank you. And he just took it out of his hands. Oh, God, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know. That was maybe the worst signing, I think. Now, the, the worst free agency signing of the offseason was absolutely Pierre Desir. Um, Rashad Perryman, he has his moments. He's, mm-hmm. he's not – just pay – how do you not pay Robbie Anderson? He wanted to be because in New York. he is – you are the Jets. That's why. Yes, that's exactly what I mean, that's pretty much all I've come down to. You've tried fixing your offensive line. It's still terrible because George Fan is not a blindside blocker. Your other guys are issues. You've had injuries to Mackay Becton. It's just like, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's My awful. God. Yeah. At least yeah. you can laugh at Giants fans, but Jesus, they're probably laughing right back at you. Well, yeah, we'll absolutely get to them also because, I mean, let's talk. So I have the Lions beating the Jaguars. I mean, Doug Marone, it looks like a battle of two coaches who are probably going to be fired after this year if I were Pretty to Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Patricia's I mean, gone. I think Doug Marone is gone unless something because something random happens where maybe they're like, you know what? Doug Marone, let's keep To him. be fair, the, him and Caldwell should have been fired last year, but, I mean, I, I don't think Shad Khan really cares. Yeah, no. I think he's just like he's more interested in, and I think his football team in Europe, and he's also yeah. interested in you know AEW. AEW, yeah, he's just he's all in on this. He's all in on wrestling. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. But I mean, it's on Marvel, wrestling. yeah, yeah. But I mean, either way, the Lions are coming off a bye. Um, they yeah, I, I, like just not to say. I'm going to take the Lions. I, I say Lions too. Yeah, and then I'm they gonna... delude themselves into thinking they're competitive, and yeah, you know, we repeat the cycle. 
Yeah. Every year. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Moving on. Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears will play against the Carolina Panthers. And I'll say that I was wrong about the Carolina Panthers because I did not think they were going to be good at all. I, um, I did not think that that was going to work. Um, I think that defense, I, I still think that defense isn't going to be great. I don't think it's great, but they're three and two. And I'm, but I don't think I'm going to be wrong about the Bears. Matt uh, Rule is earning his paycheck. Uh, like, the they Jets, he well wanted to come to well New York. Good. Well, the problem is like, they, he gave him the opportunity, like for the right. Giants, and like they said, no, we're not paying you that much. Carolina opened up their checkbooks. I mean, that is a huge contract, but yeah. it's shown itself. He did great work at Baylor. He was fantastic and, I mean, at Baylor. Oh yeah, and that's why I'm like, man, he took a program in the absolute dregs, dealing with a huge rape culture, and yeah. I mean, that's a legit rape culture they had down yeah. there, and yeah. brought them back to relevance. That's impressive. Yeah, it is. I mean, Matt Rule, like, if the Jets were just like, like, okay, I don't care who's, what kind of meetings you had, right? Eric Bieniemy was, they had the chance to hire Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. They had the chance to hire Matt Rule. They and had I'm the chance sure, to hire Robert Salai. Literally anybody else. And they decided to go with Adam Gase. And I, well, Gase was the year before, but, um, oh, I meant, I, I meant, I meant like two years ago. Joe yeah, Judge. Years ago. They, they, when, they went to hire Joe Judge. When, when, when they had the opportunity, to pick a new head coach, mm-hmm. right? The Jets. They picked Adam Gase. Dude, Matt Mike McCarthy would have been a better option. And that right. was the rumor. But I'm like, dude, really? Right. Did you see what he did in Miami? Like, Do you he, look at how well like a bunch of players have been since they've it's gone? The Adam Gase, it's the Adam Gase freedom watch. It's all – it's the Jets. Dude, I mean, dude, <laughs> you and I could call plays for Peyton Manning and look like geniuses. That's exactly what I'm – That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I, if I'm sitting in a bar drinking a couple beers, Adam Gase should be sitting a couple of seats next to me. That's right. how little I think of him as a coach. Right. And I don't say that about many people. No, he might be – He's. I mean, easily the worst. I think he might be – the second or f- probably worst coach in Jets history, and they've been—it's been brutal. And uh, that that rich, as the, I said, the, you're begging for co-titan Leon Hess, right? Like, it's that right, bad, right? Right. And I'm just preparing for the Jets to be like, you know what? Let's we'll, we'll, we'll fire Adam Gates, but let's hire um, well, well a new head you're coach. We're going to bring in Bill O'Brien, Hugh Hugh Jackson with assistant coaches Bill Bill O'Brien <laughs> and Marvin Lewis. No, it's so, just going to be Bill O'Brien. It's just Bill O'Brien. You're going to give him complete control of everything. Mm-hmm. Fire Joe yeah, Douglas. Fire Joe Douglas. <laughs> so, yep, you get full you know control. What? We're going to. Now it's time to bring back David Johnson. Let's trade Chris, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson really the team to Bill O'Brien. Contract. That's oh my God. Yeah. Either way, the Bears. I mean, Nick Foles isn't good still. He isn't consistent, and he still isn't accurate. But every few times per game. He gets red hot and he starts to go on this crazy streak and everyone's like, all right, well, Nick Foles, but no, no, not Nick Foles. He's a situational <laughs> quarterback. He is it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's like whenever you're like, all right, Nick Foles sucks. Like we, we admit it, like whatever in a game. And then he's like, I'm going to throw three touchdowns and in like one quarter and make you question everything about yourself and everything oh, yeah. in your life. But the bears aren't bad because like, so the bears aren't a bad team. I don't think I don't think they're a bad team, right? They have a strong defense. defense. That defense is still great. Like they're still. I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, Khalil Mack. Oh, what you traded for Khalil Mack? Whatever." The reason Khalil Mack wasn't producing was because he's getting double teamed every game, which opens up Mm -hmm. opportunities for other guys on that defense to show up. And we saw what happens when you let him run loose, and that was against the Buccaneers, and he. Oh, sack Tom Brady and then uh, and then he wrecked that guy. Then, then he hip tossed Tristan Wirfs and like it was well, yeah. But I mean, the Bears, like I said, they're not bad because of this defense and beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers certainly isn't the easiest task. But Matt Rule is is great. He's a really good coach. He's taken a team that's filled with good players, young players with a lot of talent and potential, and he's used them to the best of their ability. And they're you doing don't, it without don't McCaffrey too. Exactly. Mike Davis looks like an RB one. He looks like he he looks like one of the like Dude, if, they had Reggie Bonifon put up good numbers. Exactly. Like it's crazy. Teddy Bridgewater's played well. Like we said, even without McCaffrey, Mike Davis is playing well. Robbie Anderson has stood out. I'm, I I'm, I still cry every time I see him do well because I mean I love watching him go and succeed because it's not like he's it's yeah. it's similar. It's different with like I'm I, I'm gonna love watching Le'Veon. D- d- e- destroy the jets uh when he plays in that game and i love watching robbie anderson do everything i don't like watching jamal adams play well because he the way he shot himself out of new york i didn't love but i understood why he did it now we're looking back that's why i understand why he did it 
Yeah, and I mean, DJ Moore has been fine. Curtis Samuel has been what we expected him to be. They're three and two. The only thing wrong with this team is, is this defense, but they aren't really facing a huge challenge. The defense isn't facing a huge challenge in this game. Uh, besides, I mean, Allen Robinson is the best player on the field on, on this Bears offense. Um, he's the only person they have to look out for, but I don't think A-Rob is going to really change the course of the game. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers. I, 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 I really like the Panthers in this game, and I think they're favored. I agree with you. I'm going to take the Panthers here. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're they're great. They're, they just they just look really good. They're winning games and they're winning games nicely. I mean, they beat exactly. the Falcons, but they're winning games by. Uh, but they made Atlanta look horrible, though. So right, that's a huge thing. Right. Um. Yeah, I I, I think there's that's really all there is to say about this game. It's going to be whatever. This is this game isn't going to be covered a ton on Red Zone. I can tell you that right yeah. now. Well, I mean, you'll probably get a couple things on that. But we'll, we'll go ahead. fantasy plays. <laughs> Maybe a few things. More Robbie Anderson highlights that we could just yeah, the Jets fans can cry over. All right, moving on. It's the battle of the two of two of the worst teams in football when the Washington football team <laughs> heads to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Giants. I still almost say the other name for them, which is Yeah. In- I, I still want to just call them the Deadskins. Yeah. Because they pretty much are. Yeah, they are. That's it. I mean, they're going to play the Giants. This game was very hard to me for pick. To very hard for me to pick because, because both teams so, so bad, so bad like they're so awful. It could go either way. Yeah. Um, the last and if weeks, Daniel Jones fumbles the ball right. one time, or if he fumbles it three times, or that's what times. it's really going to come down to. Or twelve. I really don't think Daniel Jones is the answer. Like people, no, are, Giants fans are like, Giants fans are like, oh, let him develop. Let him develop. No, he's not he's developing not though. Good. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you reached for a guy. Because the GM saw him for a couple sets in a senior bowl. He was projected to be a third-round pick. You probably could have got him at 17. Or your late pick that you ended up getting a massive bust in DeAndre Baker for different reasons. Yeah, But at the same time, your pick was Josh Allen. He would be great as an edge rusher on that defense. And your defense is (laughs) bad. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. And, um, I mean, Washington's not much better, but, I mean, I think even Kyle Allen could torch that. Yeah. Wayne I mean, Haskins I just, yeah. could torch that defense. I mean, he could probably throw, like, three picks. Yeah. Same that, time. That, that Haskins thing is so weird. It's not – like, that's just such a weird situation. Like They're going to trade him. They'll probably trade him for, like, a third or a fourth-round pick. Oh, I don't even think he'll go for that. I think the, the way he's pushing himself out of Washington right now, I just don't think that he's – I don't even think – Well, I mean, if you hear the rumors about him, you know, boasting about, like, you know, a double-digit loss because he didn't turn the ball over and threw for 300 yards. He didn't know, throw right? a touchdown either. With, like, play, you know, his issues with, like, you know, work ethic and playbook, like, recognition and, like, commitment. It's like those are huge red flags. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason he fell I mean, 17 or 15 or I, I mean, I wasn't big on Haskins in the draft either. There's a reason like, that's why I don't blame the Giants for not, you know, picking Jones over Haskins. Well, my issue is picking Jones over year. Josh Allen. Yeah, that's my issue. Because I mean, realistically, the Giants should have realized that Eli Manning was done the year before mm-hmm. when that with that loaded. I mean, for that loaded 2018 draft. With, well, they I wanted mean, to pretend everything was fine, and they drafted Saquon. Take do you take Saquon? I'm like Saquon has been. I mean, not a bust, but he's been—he's been injured to hell. The room, yeah, yeah. It's hard to—it's hard to work with that. It's hard to not say that he's—he wasn't worth it. I mean, you take. Why would you not go take they Sam Darnold. Darnold? Why do you not take Sam Darnold? And maybe Darnold's better off because he's not in a shithole like the Jets. Hey, well, exactly. Well, yeah. I think the—I think he's going off the Jets also. But well, yeah, he's we'll, probably we'll, gonna get yeah. traded for a third too. Yeah, we'll fi- we'll finally get to that game soon because that there's only two four o'clock games. Switch it there, and that game that that's. The two, so the two four o'clock games are Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady and Joe Ooh. Flacco versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that well, 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 that's a bit of a disparity. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> the elite marquee matchup, and then at least it's Fitzpatrick. Maybe, <laughs> but yeah, they I mean, have more four o'clock games. Yeah, they have yeah, to because yeah. it's just like one o'clock's like loaded, and then nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Washington has a quarterback problem, and I mean yeah. for this. Uh, the Giants have really just looked like the better team than Washington the last few weeks. I mean, they competed with the mm-hmm. Cowboys a little bit without Dak. I mean, with that that defense is terrible. And the Rams played down to the Giants level the week before. Um, Kyle Allen actually played decently last yeah. week. I mean, before he got hurt, he had that touchdown. And Alex um, Smith came in, everyone felt good, and then he got killed. 
Okay. Yeah, Aaron Donald ripped off that leg that he almost lost anyway. Pretty much. Um, I, I don't think that the Wash. I don't think Washington is actually going to beat the Giants. Um, I think that this is the perfect time for the Giants to get their first win, and everyone's going to be like, "Here's what I think is going to happen." I think the Giants win the game, and everyone's going to be like, "All right, Daniel Jones." Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Jones is the future. <laughs> yep. yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. And then yeah. Oh, yeah, five points is going to say the same thing. Like I do a podcast with him every Tuesday. He's a Giant. He was on my, was on my show last week. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious. I mean, the main reason is because they have their main offensive weapon, Terry McLaurin, going against James Bradbury, yeah. who's been who, James Bradbury has been very good for the most part. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been he. Uh, I mean, they paid been, him all that money in the offseason. He better be. Good. Oh my god, yeah. And I mean, they could. Ha- I mean, ha- not having Terry McLaurin be able to do what he does, maybe they lock him up, could prove tricky for Washington for sure. And as much as I think the Giants are awful, and they are, I think that they're going to beat the football team at home this week. Um, I, I mean, it's tough to call just because of how bad they are. Yeah. <sighs> Shit. I'm gonna say the football team in a last second victory. Yeah, like it's it, gonna it, be very close. Yeah, Kyle Allen's healthy. It's a coin it's flip, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's 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 whatever. But yeah, I mean, yeah. after a lot of after a lot of rescheduling, the Denver Broncos will finally take on the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. There is no no positive COVID test. Everyone's good. This will be the return of Drew Locke since week two, and this is certainly a hard matchup to come back against. Uh, Bill Belichick is historically very dominant against young quarterbacks, especially at home in Foxborough. Um, And with Cam Newton coming back, I can't see anything less than a blowout in this game. I mean, the Broncos are missing. They're still banged up, missing Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon's out, and then all the guys that they haven't had the entire year, Von Miller, Cortland Sutton. New England is going to make them miserable. I think this defense is still very good, and this one, I don't think this one's going to be close. I have the Patriots win this game. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people expect, but that's mostly because the Patriots have been battered by COVID too. I mean, they're without Shaq Mason. They're without uh, Sony Michelle. Stephon Gilmore's still out, which is huge for their secondary. Because, I mean, Jerry Judy could eat. I mean, if he's not, like, blanketed by Gilmore, that is an interesting matchup. Absolutely. I mean, I love Cam Newton. I'm really happy that he's starting to come back, but he's not back to full form just yet. Especially coming back from something like coronavirus, you don't know what you're going to get. Exactly. But I yeah. still say the Patriots win because of the coaching advantage. Yeah, yeah. All right, now we get to finally talk about the Jets. So let's let, let's talk. So the New York Jets get to lose this week to the Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's it's really just embarrassing at this point. Um, and I don't even think embarrassing is the right word anymore because on it Tuesday night, fumble. it's just on, tu- fumble. on Tuesday night the Jets released Levy on Bell, and then a few days later he signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Talk, I mean, talk about a full win. That's like going from eating at, eating at a McDonald's to eating at a five-star steakhouse restaurant on, on the beach in Malibu, yes. and or going from being homeless to living in a mansion, or quite frankly, going from playing from the Jets to playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Pretty much. That's, exact, that's exactly what it's like. And good for Le'Veon for getting out of New York, because I would want to at this point. I don't right. blame him. And plus, you have to consider Le'Veon got a $2.5 million bonus from the Jets. He's still getting paid $6 million. $6 million guaranteed Jets. we're paying him. We paid him $28 million. You don't cut that guy until the offseason, unless there was like some more shit that's coming out that, you know. There was nothing. There was nothing. You know what it is? It's Adam Gase. It sucks. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, I'm not a big fan of Le'Veon Bell because of the shit he pulled in Pittsburgh, but this was not a Le'Veon Bell situation. Yeah. This was Adam Gase pretending he is this offensive genius and refused to use Le'Veon to his strengths. Like, Le'Veon's strengths are his vision and his pass-guessing ability out of the backfield. Yep. They used neither. The I mean, the vision, the thing is, he doesn't have the line dive. for it. Half, half back dive. Half back yeah. dive. That's every time. Like, what? That's not what he does. Yeah, it's, it's just not, like it's he not, allows not, his line to create holes and then burst through them. If you wanted that's him. Le'Veon. Here's what I understand. If you wanted a running back like that, right, you can trade. Listen, you can trade Le'Veon at the beginning of this season. You, I think you could have traded him in the offseason if you really Maybe. didn't. But, but yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have gotten much, but you probably would right. have gotten something at least. Right, which is better than nothing. If you wanted that play calling, you don't. You keep Bilal Powell. That's what he was the best at. He was better than Le'Veon at, at those dives up the middle. Frank Gore is not. I mean, it was the averaging three point one yards per carry. Yeah, and you're running the ball in second and sixteen with him. Expecting oh, but, what, but, to wait, get a wait, wait, It's the offensive genius, and apparently, oh, really, an everyone in the Jets organization made, still brings Adam Gase to call. He made, he, yeah, Adam Gase made Peyton Manning a Hall of Famer. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you know Peyton Manning wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? No, he got that one year out of Jay Cutler. You remember that? 
Jay Cutler sucks. But I know Jay Cutler wasn't. <laughs> but I mean, was, listen, Le'Veon wasn't going to be a Jet after this year anyway. But I, yeah. I trust Joe Douglas, right? He's a smart guy. I, I think he's really just trying to get rid of everything that Mike McCagnan did when he was an off, yeah, right? When he was, I, when he was, I, the I GM. never understood that. Like, why would you allow your GM to By, hire the head coach, one draft, sign free agents, free agents like halls you've ever had, deal with your draft, and then fire him like a couple weeks later? Like, why don't you just fire him before the offseason? Because why would you they do that? Because they're, the they're the Jets. Why would exactly. they do that? Yeah. And yeah, now you're but, trying I mean, to think out of it. CJ Mosley's only played one yeah. game. Le'Veon was good. a terrible <laughs> fit from the beginning. And everyone else has flopped. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, Joe Douglas, he's trying to build his own team, starting with Trevor Lawrence. And he just lit it up yesterday. I mean, what, they went 73-7? to Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, my fear, God. I fear for Trevor Lawrence if he goes to the Jets. They are going to ruin him. He's... Listen, he's fixing the salary cap. He's building draft capital. And once Adam Gase is inevitably gone, and I'll say this, whether that be during the year or after the year, I think that the only reason that their Jets are keeping him around is because he gives them the best chance to go 0-16 and get that number one pick. And I think I think that's that's it's very likely. And I don't think Chris Johnson realizes it, but I think Joe Douglas realizes it because <laughs> Chris Johnson's an idiot, and I don't think he knows what – I don't well, think they know well, what's Well, he said Adam Gase was – Brilliant. 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 Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Oh yes. I'm also brilliant at being inept at everything I do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, where's where's my uh, uh, consulting job? I could have told you, like, hey, don't hire that fucker. Boom. Where's exactly. My oh, my God. I could call plays. I I can tell you don't you, run a – you, you could do Ask Madden, and it could probably call a better game than Adam Gase. I, I, I sit at home on my couch, and I – predict plays that are going to happen in the jets game and i'm right 90 for 95 percent of the time jesus christ and when i'm not like right third and 15 screen and when i'm not right it's because my play call would have been better than whatever he picked <laughs> so <laughs> like it's <laughs> the only reason yeah either way i mean the jets play the dolphins this week who they're playing well with ryan fitzpatrick i mean i, I like watching ryan fitzpatrick succeed and adam gase is still the coach of the jets so with Joe Flacco handing the ball off to Frank Gore, I think I have to take the Dolphins in this one. Um, yeah, I'd say Dolphins too. Yeah, there's no way you can't. Uh, it's what it's just a matter of how much they lose by. Um, moving on, the, the the Green Bay Packers are coming. Finally, good game. The Green Bay Packers are coming off their bye week, and they get to play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm gonna like I like watching this game while I'm miserable about uh, the Jets. I get to watch Devonta Adams light it up. Um, Packers are the best team in football right now. They look really good. Packers are. And I mean, I, I, last year are. I called them frauds, but they fixed their issues. Oh, Aaron Rodgers looks like a man. Reader. And they somehow fixed their issues by not fixing anything at all. Oh yeah, like they drafted a quarterback <laughs> and a running back in the first. Both two rather than drafted no wide receivers. I don't think Jordan Love's ever going to see the field. I don't think he's ever going to get. I, I mean, after uh, like oh, yeah, Jordan you could say, isn't going to see the field. Their running back isn't going to see the field. Aaron Jones had a breakout season last it's, year. It's whether or not he prices himself out of Green Bay. Is the, is yeah, the real that's question pretty much here. it. Right. It's 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 how well he does. You're kind of hoping, as a Packers fan, he doesn't really do that well because you don't want him to – I mean, you want no, him to do will. enough. You, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's going to be a guy who you're going to hear like, oh, where's right Aaron? Here, he's going to get over $10 million a year. Oh, and yeah. guess what? You know, who's, you know who set that up? Le'Veon Bell. That's why he's the reason that all these running backs are getting paid, and he takes credit for it. But no, it's not really him. It's that like it's just, he was the like, first it's, one. Yeah, it's like a dual option threat. Running right. backs were getting paid for a while. It's just that like right. there was down because like you can find them anywhere. Like right. you can find like third it's most it's running backs. It's, it's the most replaceable position back. on the field. Easily, yeah, yeah. Because behind a good offensive line, anybody looks like a good running back. Mm-hmm. That's just Broncos that's, that's were good it. at that for a long time. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers, I think, I mean, obviously, he's in the MVP conversation. Uh, if it's yeah, not Russell Wilson, it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, and that's uh, at least through five weeks of the season. Um, he's getting, I mean, he's getting a star wide receiver back with Devontae Adams this week. That's huge, but he's been playing well even without him, right? He's finding all these guys. He finds Robert Tanyan, like, what? I don't even, like, yeah. Robert Tanyan, what, three times in the yeah, Falcons that time they played? Falcons, but. Like, yeah. I mean, either way, even even with Adam, even without Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers looks amazing. Tom Brady is getting Chris Godwin back today, which is big. That is a that I mean, Chris Godwin's amazing. Um, and I expect him to have a great game. I think that's the, the, yeah. But the Packers are just so good that like, uh, and even if the Tampa like even if the Tampa defense was getting thrown all over by Nick Foles, which is that's something questionable to watch. Like I love, I really like the Buccaneers defense, but I mean. To get 
killed by Nick Foles like that. Like not I, even. It's, I it's had them as overrated before the year. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine what happens in this game against Aaron Rodgers. But plus, yeah, I, I say Packers here. Yeah, Tampa's missing Vita Vea, which is huge yeah, against their run. The season, I mean, I mean, it's a shame Vea, Vea can't stay healthy, but he's a good right. player. Yeah, yeah, and I think this, I think this game could be close purely because it's Tom Brady, but and he likes to keep things close. But I'm absolutely taking the Packers to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, like I, th- I, I don't even know how you would bet against them. But yeah. final game we'll talk about with you: the Los Angeles Rams. Look to stay hot when they play against the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. The Niners were embarrassed last week against the Dolphins. Like, that's the only way to put it. Jimmy Garoppolo played terribly. He threw two interceptions and then got benched for C.J. Beathard. Mm-hmm. Which, and he looks to come back and play at least a little bit better, which is whatever. And I think he will. I think he'll definitely play a little bit. I mean, yeah. it's not hard to play better than he did last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I still believe the 49ers are a good football team. They're good, but they're injured to hell. It's yeah, the same it's, thing they had back in 2018. They yeah. just got wrecked by injuries. Yeah. And they have a really good run game. Do about that. Yeah. Really good run game. Raheem Mostert's great. And their receivers are young. That's, that's, I mean, I, like, they're an extremely well coached team. And, and the Rams have been very on and off the last few weeks. They've played down to the level of the Giants. Mm-hmm. I think that game meant a lot more than a lot of people think it did. I mean, they beat Washington last week. That's not very impressive. Yeah. Um, I still think they're paying Jared Goff too much money, obviously, oh, yeah. because no matter what and he they does, have all that dead cap to Cooks and uh, Todd Gurley. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. But like I said before, with um, with the Bengals, a well coached team who was just embarrassed will never be embarrassed twice in a row. Oh, of course, they're gonna make sure they rub it in in practice. The Niners will fall behind so much if they lose this game. Not only in that because that division is already stacked. You're already back right? in the NFC. Right, you're you're, you're going to be down there with the Cardinals again. Right, and and I mean, with the Rams not really having to try last week against Washington, I don't think they're going to be prepared for how angry. I mean, the the Niners are pissed off. Kyle Shanahan's pissed off. Oh, like yeah. that's you can't play. And I'm going to take the Niners to bounce back and win this game. I I really think it's a good bet. I think it's a safe that's, bet to take that's the Niners. A tough one, man. Um, I mean, the Rams are also – And I, I like the Rams. I do like the Rams. I they think they're very good. better than I expected this year so For sure. Far. I mean, Aaron Aaron Donald, man, he's just oh, – It just depends how Garoppolo plays. If he bounces yeah. back, I say 49ers win, but I don't think he's going to be that great right now. So yeah. I'm going to go Rams here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, the Rams are – the only reason the Rams would be concerning to me is because – if Aaron Donald, I mean Aaron Donald, we know he's going to feast, right? We know he's going to oh, do what oh, he does. They're going to triple team him every he had time. Four, four sacks last week, right? Like that's just oh, like I, I think the Rams are on some sort of high though from last week that they dominated so much that I think they take they do take a step down, and I think that's I, I think that that could be a possibility with Jimmy. I mean, listen, Jimmy Garoppolo, all he's done since he's coming to the NFL is win. Right, that's a lot of people give him hate, and I I do understand. Like, I oh, think it's hate more because of the contract he got. Right, right, and but he's just all he's done is win, and like it's it's that pairing with Kyle Shanahan, it works. We know it works, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners did move off of Jimmy if they look to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo next year because Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G have never had. I like the pairing, but they haven't. I feel like he doesn't believe in him. Right, they were looking at Tom Brady. They were looking before. at um, Kirk Cousins. For Kirk him. Cousins, like I. Think that that could be a depending on where they the, they fall in the draft, that could be a conversation that they're having in that front office because it feels like they always are anyway. So well, your big quarterbacks this year, Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Right. I mean, if you're in line for one of those three, I mean, they're probably all three are probably going to go top five, maybe. Uh, man, I like both of them. The only one I don't like out of those, I don't like, I don't love Justin Fields. That's mm-hmm. that's my that's my main. Yeah. Uh, I don't like I don't like these big schools. I don't like these big name school quarterbacks. I because I mean look at it right. The, last year in the uh, NFC, right in the AFC, Deshaun Watson was the only one out of one of these big name schools. He was out of Clemson. Yeah. In the NFC, Drew Brees came out of Purdue. Right. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson came out of Wisconsin. That's not a huge. Mm-hmm. Fo- that's not a big name football school like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State are. Yeah. Right. I mean, Carson Wentz, North Dakota State. Same thing with mm-hmm. Trey Lance. Like these are. A lot of these quarterbacks, because they're not working with as much, they don't have this safety valve. These Alabama quarterbacks, right? These Oklahoma quarterbacks. I mean, Kyler Murray is the exception, but yeah. Alabama, Ohio State. I don't love because they have so many safety valves at receiver. They're playing with the best offensive lines, the best receivers, and they're going to dysfunctional teams if they're going high in this draft. 
and they're and they're not surrounded with those same weapons that they had in college. Mm-hmm. And I think that definitely affects. And I like that's why I think like Carson Wentz wasn't working with the top of the top in in at North Dakota State, obviously. No, but but they're a well coached team down there. Definitely, but and and the, obviously where you fall matters. The the higher you go, the more dysfunctional your team is. I mean, we saw the Browns take so many quarterbacks and they washed up and gone. The Jets that we washed up and gone. The Giants and they like it's just. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, like these are it's where you fall matters. And you look at Lamar, right? Lamar came into Baltimore and he's been great. Josh oh, yeah. Allen, Josh Allen went into probably the best situation he could have been in in Buffalo because I mean, great coach, great defense. They're Destructive. surrounding him with weapons. He's a good offensive line and now he's successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I obviously where you fall matters. Um, I have, uh, yeah, I have the Niners win this game. You have the Rams, but tree. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, dude, thank you for having me on brother. Yeah, of course. All right. Yeah, no problem. Tell us uh, where we can find you. Promote yourself. Absolutely, man. Well, I'm on YouTube at Urinating Tree. I'm on Twitter, Urinating Tree. I mainly shit post. That's really about it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I do like a thing called This Week in Sports Ball for every week of the football year. Love sports. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a more like a roundup, I would say. Final question. Go ahead. Tell where did where did the name uh where did where did the name come from? Where did Urinating Tree come from? It has this long and illustrious history. I thought of it randomly when I, on Xbox Live when I was like 15. Uh, <laughs> That's all it comes down to. I wish I had this like great, like grandiose history of like, you know, going to the jungles of Cambodia. <laughs> figure it out. But now it's just, it, it's yeah, no. uh, me trying to be funny at 15. Yeah, I love it. Love it. All right. Thanks so much, man. I'm going to get you out of here. Right, take care, Jacob. Yep. Yeah, I love, love Tree. Great videos, great YouTuber. This is hilarious. Anyway, let's move on. On the matinee of Monday Night Football, two teams will look to retake their spot at the top after losses when the Buffalo Bills take on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs lost to the Raiders last Sunday, and the Bills were obliterated in primetime on Tuesday night by the Titans. So the real question here is, who will be able to bounce back better? And I think you have to look at coaching. And as much as I love Sean McDermott as a head coach, it's so hard to play against Andy Reid after a loss. Andy Reid is so great. And same thing here. Josh Allen is good, right? Josh Allen, I think Josh Allen is good. I, I don't care what happened last week. I think Josh Allen is still a good quarterback. But Patrick Mahomes playing pissed off is almost impossible to stop, right? You can't – both these defenses were exposed last week, right? But if Josh Norman is lined up against anybody on this Kansas City, any of these Kansas City receivers, he's going to get burned every single time. Right, he gave up so many. He gave so much to Stephon Diggs last week, and all these receivers, Tyreek Hill, Marcus Robinson, McCall Hardman. I don't think Sammy Watkins is playing, but all of them are really good. Right, I, I think that it's going to be tough for Josh Norman, and I have to take the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game and bounce back because they are they're playing angry. They're playing angrier than I think the Bills are because the Chiefs know that they're that good, and Andy Reid does not like losing. That's something that we know. And moving on, on the real Monday Night Football game, the Arizona Cardinals will play against the Dallas Cowboys and. For the Cowboys, Dak Prescott went down last week and will miss the rest of the season with a compound fracture and dislocation in his ankle. And this means that Andy Dalton will be playing quarterback for the Cowboys the rest of the way. And now, I don't think Andy Dalton is really like a backup, like a backup backup. He's certainly not a good starter anymore, but he's definitely not as bad as some of these other backup names, right, that you look at. Um, This Dallas team is loaded up with weapons. And they might actually need to revert to the game plan of feeding Zeke, which is something that I think they should have been doing anyway, even when Dak was the quarterback. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb are all certainly amazing options for Dalton to have. But this defense, man, this Cowboys secondary is embarrassing. I mean, they gave up 34 points to the New York Giants last, and without half their, without the Giants having half their starting offense from the beginning of the year. And I think that even though that they're missing Chandler Jones the rest of the season, the Cardinals defense is relatively solid. And Cliff Kingsbury has certainly been great. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are going to light up the Cowboys defense. And I wouldn't be surprised if Kenyon Drake finally did something of importance in this game. And so I'm going to take the Cardinals to beat the Cowboys on Monday night. And with that, those are my predictions for all the football games from week six. And with that, we are going to wrap today from the Hard Count Football Podcast live. My name is Jacob Charno, and thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today. And be sure to go follow me on Twitter at Jacob Charno and on Instagram at Hard Count Football. A special thank you to everyone here at the Landry Football Network for everything they've done for me the last three months. And while the Hard Count Football Podcast Live will no longer be on the Landry Football Network on Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern, the show is certainly not going away. And from now on, the show will be Tuesday nights 
at 7 p.m. Eastern, strictly on the Hard Count Football YouTube channel starting on October 27th. So be sure to go subscribe to keep watching the show every single week starting then. Once again, my name is Jacob Charno, leading the next generation of football fans live for the last time on the Landry Football Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.